You know, it was a fascinating article in a magazine called City Journal that came out not long ago. And it was all about this area. Big D is a big deal, it says. Dallas-Fort Worth's becoming the de facto capital of America's heartland. What they're talking about is the phenomenal growth that we're seeing in this area. It was pinned by a couple of people with local roots, Cullum Clark and his colleague Joel Kotkin, and Cullum Clark's director of the Bush Institute, SMU Economic Growth Initiative, adjunct professor of economics at SMU, and he's also our guest right now. It's good to have you with us. Thanks, David. Great to be with you. That really is. So all this came about because of the recent census, which said that we have leapfrogged a bunch of other cities and and are about to leapfrog more. We actually are, are destined to become the third largest metropolitan area in this country? That's right. The Dallas-Fort Worth metropolitan area in the 2020 census had had about 7.7 about, um, 7 million people. Now, that's still um, a decent ways behind the number three, uh, the Chicago metropolitan area. So to get to number three is going to take a while, but if you look at projections from the Texas state demographer and also the Illinois state demographic uh, uh, forecasters, then basically the Dallas-Fort Worth area will pass the Chicago metropol metropolitan area in the 2030s, not so far away. No, that's not very far. And you gotta do a lot of planning for that. Sort of, I don't know that we have the infrastructure to support all that. Well, we, we don't yet because, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's great to say, yay, we're number three, but actually uh, you have to think about the reality of going from 7.7 .7 million people to more than 11 million people uh, by uh, the late 2030s, around 2040. Um, and uh, it's not so far away. And also when you think about where these people are actually going to live, it's highly likely that the growth model that we've already been living with, that we, we describe in the, uh, in the article, uh, more or less continues, which means that a whole lot more growth will happen horizontally outwards than vertically upwards. And that means figuring out how to, um, you know, create the housing, the uh, the roads, the electricity, the water, the the, the whole shooting match uh, that will actually support that many people. That means, for example, that we will see enormous growth in the population of outlying suburban places like Salina and Melissa and Anna to the north, uh, a number of, uh, of what are now very small cities uh, northwest of Dallas, north of Fort Worth and around to the west of Fort Worth. So there, there's going to be a lot of really high growth places and they are not ready for it yet. Right. So we have a lot of work to do. You know, you study such things. Let me ask you about the phenomenon that I've noticed in southern cities in particular. And that is the growth historically is to the north rather than the south. I think Fort Worth is an exception. I gather that was because of the, maybe because of the stockyards and nobody wanted to be around that to the north side of town. <laughs> but, but it seems like the growth historically is to the north rather than the south. That's certainly true here. We have a lot of, you know, uh, area in the southern sector of, of Dallas and, and to some degree Fort Worth that's going underutilized. You know, it's interesting, Dave, but I've never really read, I think you're absolutely right, and it's a very perceptive observation. I've never read anything that really tries to come up with a systematic analysis. Like, I can only speculate, uh, but I do think it's notable that across the, uh, the Sunbelt region, uh, in general, the um, land tends to slope downwards as you head southwards. The, the, the rivers tend to flow down towards, you know, the Gulf of Mexico or the, or the Colorado River heading into the you know, into the Pacific Ocean. And uh, 
uh, I think probably it's always been, uh, you know, for the, the people well off, preferable to live uh, higher rather than lower and upstream on the uh, in the rivers. So that might might have something to do with it. Well, we do have a lot of area to the south and we're beginning to see some growth. And I talk more about Dallas than than, than Fort Worth. And, and there is some growth to the southern sector. But it, as you point out in your article, it's really been overlooked to a great degree. I, I agree. Uh, we we've put together data. Uh, along with some folks that Joel Kotkin and I have worked with over the last several years that shows for all of Southern Dallas. So within the city of Dallas, but South of I-30 plus West Dallas between I-30 and the Trinity river, um, that, uh, that's a very large population. It's about 600,000 odd people. If you count it that way. Uh, and, uh, it um, is overwhelmingly black and Hispanic. Um, and in that vast, re- it's a huge region, by the way, it's, it's physically bigger than the city of Atlanta. Uh, and in that area, the total housing stock um, uh, has actually gone uh, down, not up. And the total number of jobs that take place every day in that area has gone uh, a little bit down, not up. So, so we're, we're talking about a huge area and a whole lot of Dallasites that have basically not really seen much in the way of, uh, of economic good news anytime over the last couple of decades. Colin, you strike me as a as a wordsmith. So my guess is that it was a very thoughtful choice that you threw in the word heartland in your subhead, which says Dallas Fort Worth is becoming the de facto capital of America's heartland. I don't think of us as the heartland. Why? Why should I? Well, it's funny. It's funny that you mentioned that. uh, at the at the Bush Institute, I've had uh, friendly debates with one or two colleagues about whether the big Texas cities really are heartland. One colleague comes from a small town in Oklahoma, and uh, of course, for, you know, from her point of view, Dallas is a great big metropolitan area, kind of you know, some would say glitzy in parts and so forth. Uh, it doesn't feel very heartland if you're coming from you know smaller places in Oklahoma or Kansas or or what have you. I understand that, um, but we were intentional about that, and for the following reason. There's been, uh, David, a lot of um, commentary written about American cities over a number of years, and the vast majority of it, frankly, gets written by authors who are uh, sitting in uh, New York or D.C., or maybe they're sitting out on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, they, for for lack of a better word, they look at the area in between as flyover country uh, and tend to think of it as a place where not very many interesting things happen. And, uh, you know, I can assure you that the people in New York who talk about flyover country would include uh, our state of Texas uh, within that. Um, So I think that we do want to be a little bit provocative here. We actually want to say, hold on a second. There's actually a lot of really interesting things happening in uh, what others might refer to as flyover country. A whole lot of things that you may actually not want to fly over, but actually land the plane and look around uh, because uh, what we've what we've seen is enormous growth and enormous economic dynamism in not just the Dallas-Fort Worth area, a number of really thriving metropolitan areas. But uh, of course, you know, we could have written about the Houston area, we could have written about the Austin area, certain other places, Raleigh, Nashville. But actually, of all of these, quote, heartland, unquote, uh, metros, the Dallas-Fort Worth area is uh, the largest and certainly one of the very fastest growing. You know, I, I, I know there are going to be, there have already been a lot of changes uh, with this growth, and certainly physical changes, as you point out, the growth to the north. But the demographics are changing, and it appears the political climate is changing. Where are we going to be in 2030 when we're the third largest? It already looks like the political parties are in an upheaval. 
Well, certainly demographic change is a huge story of our time in all American cities. Uh, what we've seen, of course, is uh, enormous growth in the percentage of the population that is Hispanic, enormous growth in the population uh, percentage that is uh, Asian in, very, in, you know, in, various, in various ethnic configurations. Uh, the the foreign-born population until very recently has gone dramatically upwards in metropolitan areas all over America. Uh, that may have stalled out a, a little bit just during the uh, because of the um, additional restrictions on immigration during the COVID time. But nonetheless, I think that long-term trend is very clear. So it 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 does in a sense change everything. It changes the whole uh, the whole challenge facing cities to create uh, what we've called in some of our writing at the Bush Institute. The social capital in cities, the, 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 the interconnections among people, trust across, across neighborhoods and so forth, the ability to solve collective problems together. It does create new challenges. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I think that uh, the cities that uh, we, in fact, we have a report coming out at the uh, pretty in-depth report coming out at the Bush Institute next week uh, that will analyze this nationally, not just Dallas, Fort Worth, about, about cities, metropolitan areas all over the country. And it will say, uh, among other things, that the that the the cities, metro areas that are able to, in a sense, um, bridge some of these divides we've so often seen and create, you could say, cross-cultural uh, social capital uh, in a much more diverse environment, are going to be among the ones that thrive best. Now, you ask about politics, and um, well, I, I well we seem to be getting more liberal, are 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 more purple. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll put it this way: uh, I don't I don't have any any great insights into, you know, how different ethnic groups or whatever are going to uh, uh, to vote in future elections. I think the story is not written in stone. You know, no no ethnic group is the total property of anyone, uh, uh, you know, to totally to be counted on by any one uh, party. Uh, everyone's up for grabs and the parties are changing their story all the time. But I will say this, Texas is changing in a huge way. And uh, when you think about it, uh, the um, the high growth suburban places within what we call the Texas Triangle metropolitan areas, so the Dallas, Fort Worth, Austin, Houston, and San Antonio metro areas, just the suburban areas within those those metro areas are now about 12 million people. That's approaching half the state, and those high growth suburban areas are deep purple. They are they are absolutely not blue or red. Um, small town Texas, deep red. The core, uh, you know, inner cities like, near downtowns, deep blue. Um, but the future of, te of Texas and to some degree, arguably the future of American politics will be decided in the purple areas. Now, the purple areas, they're changing, too. They're becoming more diverse uh, in every imaginable way. Um, and they have trended uh, modestly in a more democratic direction. Uh, although uh, more more than not, most of them are still still, generally speaking, will vote majority Republican. Uh, but let's say it's all up for grabs. The uh, the the you know we're we're, we're scrambling up the uh, the eggs, and we don't really know what's going to come out. Yeah, but I'm I'm now I'm eager to watch the next eight years. You 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 make me look forward to it. Fascinating article, and, and I recommend it to you. It's easy to find a city journal. I'm talking about Big D is a is a big deal, and I want to congratulate you and your colleague. I don't believe you use the term metroplex once in the article. That's a term with which I have no favor at all i agree with you david i've never liked that term even when i was a kid i found it kind of a weird uh, marketing Good. concoction that uh, 
uh, I, I stick uh, entirely to city and metropolitan area or good, metro area. Good for you. Our north, I Texas. say North Texas, but good for you. I, and I'm sorry I used it, had to use it just then. Colin Clark is uh, director the Bush Institute SEBU Economic Growth Initiative. He's adjunct professor of economics at SEBU and a heck of a writer. Thanks for the time today. Thanks Appreciate for having it. me, David. Great to uh, talk to you. Thanks for more of our conversation. Go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.